folks. Welcome to Follow the Leader, a podcast focused on telling character-driven stories through the use of GM-less tabletop games where we can all take the lead. You can find us on Twitter at FTLCast and at FTLCast.com. We also have a Patreon at Patreon.com slash FTLCast. Today we're playing Ocean Tides, a game of entanglements at sea by me. Uh, For those of you who are new to this game, here are the basics. Ocean Tides is a game of entanglements at sea. In it, you assume the role of either a mermaid, a pirate, or a naval officer, and you try to create messy entanglements with your fellow players. Fight with your friends, ally with your rivals, and fall in love with your enemies. Uh, It is a hack of uh, Mobile Frame Zero Firebrand by Vincent Baker. Uh, I'm Dora, and you can find me at HarpyDora on Twitter, and my pronouns are they, them. You can also find the games that I've written, including this one, at uh, harpydora.itch.io. Playing with me today, we have... Uh, Hello, I'm Sam. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at SAKalo. And I swear to God, by the time this episode comes up, this will be my website, uh, samkalo.com, which will have my portfolio on it. And you should pay me to draw stuff because the economy. (laughs) Hi, I'm Jade. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on Twitter at jadeoxfordrose. And uh, you can also hear me and Dora and Kales over playing uh, Dumb Kids Playing Hero, which you should also check out because that's really good uh, on your podcatcher of choice. And I'm Mab. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at LittleLadyMab. And my pronouns are she, her. I don't do anything. You do plenty, Mab. (laughs) Behind the scenes. (laughs) Not where you can find me. (laughs) Street smarts. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Bam! Just kidding. All right. Our lines, uh, which are things we absolutely do not want to see, are homophobia, transphobia, racism, sexism, anti-Semitism, violence against children and animals, sexual assault, domestic violence or intimate partner violence, and unwanted pregnancy. Our veils, which are things we're fine with addressing but we'll just fade to black on, are steamy situations, graphic descriptions of bodily harm, and terminal illness. Now that we've got all that, let's get started. thing that we're going to do this isn't quite like uh firebrands uh in that there's no baked in setting what ocean tides does is um it has some questions uh that you answer to kind of create your own setting uh and the first thing that we do is uh we start with uh describing our ocean we'll just uh go through this and then we'll go through uh setting up the different factions Uh, and then we can describe our characters. Our sea is calm and ancient, with the implication that old things lurk beneath the placid surface. Our climate is tropical, 
we answer the question, how much land is there and where is it? And uh, we decided that it's kind of like the Caribbean. Uh, there's one larger central island that's maybe a few days away from where we are, but we're going to be centered on a smaller archipelago. We also have to describe and set up our factions. Hi. Uh, so the factions of the mermaids, of which I am playing a mermaid, um, so the question is, are you mammalian, amphibian, or piscine? And I said piscine, because not just because it sounds like piss, which is funny, <laughs> but because it's fish. Um, uh, and so what form do we take is it's pretty much your bog standard fantasy mermaid, you know, pretty human face, fishy tail, starfish on the titties, that sort of tasteful piece of seaweed in the hair, you know, sort of your bog standard, like, oh, that's a mermaid, because <laughs> uh, I wanted to sort of. We did a live stream where I played a uh, frog mermaid, basically, uh, and I wanted to be very different from that. Um, but of course, if you haven't, li if you didn't watch that live stream, then this would just seem pretty boring. <laughs> oh well. For the pirates, in answer to the question, what drove you to piracy? Uh, we went with, we are daring rogues looking to live our lives free from tyranny. And what is our pirate code? Break chains, be bold, bow to no one. And for the naval officers, the navy that they serve in is the Empires. They are called the uh, Precise Armada. And what sets you apart from the pirates is the officers of the Armada understand and willingly act as a single piece in a greater whole, while each pirate seems to live as if they are the only thing on the sea. So the, the last thing is uh, magic exists in this world by necessity. Uh, without it, mermaids would not be able to go on land for short periods of time, nor would they be able to bring their human lovers underwater. Um, however, uh, we have to decide what other types of magic exist in the world, if any. Uh, who else has magic? Um, and uh, we decided uh, that magic is highly regimented for humans. Often it is held by nobility and upper class people, but some magic can be bestowed uh, to naval officers to use. Uh, pirates can and often do steal magic from those who have it or will make pacts and bargains to obtain it. And the next thing that we do is we create our characters. And for each character, uh, we pick a faction, name, pronouns, look, and three attractive qualities. And uh, as as I think we said before, the factions are mermaids, pirates, and naval officers. Oh my. Yeah. Let's start with uh, Sam. I am play. Uh, yes, I am playing Yorweth, who I've played on the podcast before a couple times. His pronouns are he, him. He's got a couple of villagers. Chell, who is a beautiful mermaid, his lovely wife, who he adores, but also is in an open marriage, so like, he still fucks. <laughs> um... And Kyote, who is another mermaid that you're with, is not friendly with, but who is, you know, around. <laughs> uh, his look is he's got, you know, beautiful long hair, blue, bare chest, sparkling skin, blue scales, frilled fins. You know, he's pretty. Uh, and his attractive qualities are beautiful, ethereal, and mercurial. Hell yeah. I am playing a pirate by the name of Morden Farida or Faraday, depending on, you can pronounce it either way, uh, who sails aboard a ship called the Osprey. Uh, crew members include Bree Copeland, Jasper Payne, and Nell Barry. They'll maybe come up later. Uh, uses he, him pronouns. His look uh, is dark wavy hair, just long enough to pull back if desired, tawny skin and eyes that appear almost black, usually covered by dark tinted glasses. 
He dresses practically, but in an array of colours and fabrics with low-heeled boots and a rotating collection of jewellery. Rings, bracelets and necklaces, along with having pierced ears. I'm imagining sort of maybe 5'8", barefoot. Um, that sort of a little bit kind of um, angular kind of frame, but more muscly than you might expect because life at sea be that way. It's kind of hard to live that kind of life and be a complete twink. <laughs> Legit. You're valid. It's okay. I've got enough twink for all of us. Yeah. And his attractive qualities are affable, canny, and rafish, uh, which I closed my thing because I had the definition of it up because it was a word I went looking for. Yeah. Uh, rafish is unconventional and slightly disreputable, especially in an attractive way. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be able to unsee Joey Beatty and... Yeah. Joey Beatty and I ha- I've forgotten the name of the actor who's one of the actors in The Guardian, uh, a Chinese actor. Uh, there's a really good picture with him wearing glasses on my Pinterest board for this character which has sort of got the vibe. But yes, if you've seen the particular picture of the amazing devil where Madeline and Joey are in a bathtub and Joey's wearing like suspenders and a tank top with that length hair, that's a vibe. Oh my. You should all enjoy it because it's good. You should all go listen to that band. Yeah, go listen to the amazing devil. They're really good. Um, But that's him. That's Morden. Okie dokie. I'm playing a uh, pirate by the name of Marlowe Graves. Uh, he captains uh, the ship named uh, the Lucky Shot. His uh, crew members are uh, Avery McDonough, uh, who uses they, them pronouns, um, and they're his first mate. Uh, Hiromi Mikado, uh, she, her, uh, and she's the quartermaster. And then Mira, he, him, and he literally just lives in the crow's nest. Marlowe's pronouns are uh, he, him, and uh, he actually has two looks because he uh, has been cursed. By daylight, uh, he's skeletal and desiccated, despite the moist sea air. Um, shredded clothing, uh, bleached bone where it shows through uh, brittle-looking skin, uh, and he tends to wear a hood to hide his skull in the daylight. Uh, but by moonlight, uh, he looks how he was before he was cursed, and he's tall with long dark hair. Um, he's a little scruffy. He has tanned skin. Uh, he wears high leather boots, stereotypical pirate shirt with poofy sleeves, and a smart waistcoat. Uh, his face claim is uh, a model named uh, Tony Thornburg. If you are at all interested in uh, men, do yourself a favor and look <laughs> him up. And uh, he was cursed because he was trying to steal a magic item and the owner of the magic item did not take kindly to it. Uh, so that's how he got cursed to be this way. Um, his attractive qualities are charming, dashing, and rebellious. I'll be playing the naval officer that goes by the name of Captain Ian DeGillis. His ship is the Arcadian Titan. In his subordinates, his first mate is Arclough Clayhanger. His second mate is Grissa Crostar. And just a regular crew member is Rhea Temple. His pronouns are he, him. His look is literally just Russell Crowe from Master and Commander. <laughs> so kind of a uh, longish, dirty blonde hair that's tied back in a little ponytail, scruffy, you know, just as Sam put on here, eyes emoji. <laughs> His attractive qualities are commanding, intelligent, and humble. And if anyone has ever paid attention to my Twitter feed, 
I use him as one of my main NPCs in the campaign that I was running and affectionately refer to him as Captain Dad. So I apologize in advance if I slip into that and just call him that. I don't apologize uh, on behalf of anyone else giving him a nickname. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Morden. (laughs) If I do it, it's it's a mistake. If Morden does it, it's on purpose. Yes. So, um, yeah, so he's kind of like uh, late 30s, early 40s. That's it. I think that's it. Attractive qualities is Larry Russell Crowe from that. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. <laughs> You're welcome. I was going to make that joke out loud, and then I thought, no, this will be funnier if I just change yeah. the I was like, why is he copying that? And then it just it paid off, and it was good. <laughs> Go ahead, Jade. I was going to say, for clarity, uh, Morden is like um, probably early 30s. Yeah, same for... I I think uh, uh, Marlowe is probably late 20s, early 30s as well. Yorwith is ageless and... Ageless and sexy. You don't know. Yeah. Ageless and sexy. To uh, start play, uh, everyone plays a round of the game A Monologue. Uh, and from from there, uh, play goes around the table as many times as uh, we like, starting with one player chosen at random. We're actually probably just going to do the order in our setup doc. So on your turn, uh, choose a mini game. Another player or players as your partner. Follow the instructions for the game. Some games are for you and your partner only. Some may allow for multiple partners and some may be for everyone to play. And uh, if you can't decide on a game, you can also choose to just play a monologue again. Uh, And there's no defined ending to the game, uh, but that doesn't mean play goes on forever. Uh, Usually you'll find a narrative thread during play that will reach its natural conclusion. You'll realize your character's arcs have run their course, or maybe it's just late and you need to go home. Once we've decided to end play, we go around the table one last time and narrate a brief epilogue for our characters, answering any remaining questions we might have about their fate. Uh, Usually a monologue, we uh, choose what we've been doing and what's happened, and the events that we choose should have an effect uh, on us uh, and in some cases the world around us, and you should use this to inform the play for the next games that your character participates in. This may manifest as something noticeable about your character or something other characters may have heard. Usually this is something that you do quietly, but since that would make for bad radio, we're going to do it out loud. I want to say I saw a ship passing by on the surface, and I caught the eye of the crew to open a line of communication. Whose ship was it? I guess we'll find out later. Mm-hmm. Can we establish that now? Can we uh, flesh out the monologue? Oh, yeah, we can do that. I'm just... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Would you do it psychically? <laughs> I don't know. I don't really want to I... No, I meant... No, sorry. I was I was following up with... <laughs> the... He was like, uh, I met their eye and opened up a line of communication, and that just made it sound like we just did a psychic link. <laughs> I was just asking if that's what... <laughs> I was just wondering. No, that was a legit question. No. Is that what it meant? <laughs> No, no, it meant like, you know, like, hey, I, I like waved him down and was like, hey, I'd like to open up a line of communication. Yeah, okay. Except, you know, I thought <laughs> more like, hey, what's up? I'm a mermaid and I live in the yeah, ocean. Yeah, use semaphore. Just shout really loud. <laughs> wave, wave, t- wave, stick your tail out of the water. Just be like semaphore. Just like. Yeah. Uh, which ship then? The Arcadian Titan, the Osprey or the Lucky Shot? It's a good question. Who wants to meet my boy first? 
I've already forgotten which ship belongs she- to who as well. So um. <laughs> the lucky shot is uh, my boy's uh, ship. Is Marlo the captain of his ship? Yes. Yes. Marlo is the captain. What kind of... Okay, never mind. I was going to be like, what kind of boats do everybody have? <laughs> like, like, how big... But I also, like, know that nobody cares about sailing except me, so... <laughs> what kind of ship can be crewed by, like, 20 people? I mean, you can get a pretty substantial ship in the water with 20 people. A fairly good size. I was just re-watching um, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, and that one had about, you could say, probably about 20 people on the crew. That was a decently sized ship. Okay. Yeah, let's say let's say I met your boy, um, and I will go into why uh, you saw the lucky shot passing in my monologue. All right. A naval ship caught up to the Osprey, and we were able to slip away by the skin of our teeth. And I would like to say that that was the uh, there we go the Arcadian Titan that saw us. If you're down with that map, yes, because that plays into what I wanted for my monologue. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, the Osprey is a schooner or a schooner, which can be crewed by a crew of six to eight. It's a very small kind of ship. I uh, went to retrieve uh, some treasure I'd buried. Um, I think it's one of those things where uh, uh, supplies were running low um, and we hadn't found uh, any uh, any ships to plunder and we need to do repairs for our ship possibly I think I was able to uh, retrieve it and uh, pay for uh, the repairs uh, to my ship but that's why you saw us passing because we were on our way to a little tiny island in the middle of fucking nowhere my ship was dispatched to aid another and we found the wreckage of the ship floating in the water half her crew gone so now I'm kind of like Eyes emoji, thinking emoji uh, at um, <laughs> all these emojis at the Osprey. And I think that they are the ones who did it. So mm-hmm. APB out in the Osprey. <laughs> cool, cool. So once we've done our monologues, we jump into playing the other games. Uh, and the other games, uh, I never actually put them in alphabetical order. That's on my list of things I need to fix uh, in the 1.1 release of this game. So the games are Tavern Tales, The Great Hunt, A Duel, Truth or Dare, A Dance, A Chase, Breaking Bread, A Tryst, Sharing a Pint, and A Furtive Discussion. Uh, So uh, content warning, there are several games that deal with the consumption of alcohol. If that's not your thing you might want to stop now we won't hold it against you yeah maybe skip this episode yeah um or this arc yeah <laughs> uh those are the games and sam is uh sam's up okay i'm thinking sharing a pint perhaps okay um oh god i didn't come up with what kind of bullshit outfit you're with wears when he like tfs into a human Hmm. All right. I'm just going to fucking spitball. I would say that I'm going to share a pint with, we're not like in a tavern. This is like probably immediately following me waving down your ship, uh, Dora, Mm -hmm. and being like, hey, Vincent, there's a boat here. You guys are going into my turf. What's going on here? Hello. Ooh. Hello. Yes. Hello. Um, 
just being very, very, you know, magnanimous, like, hello, 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 hi, <laughs> yes, hi. Um, so I want to say that I somehow make my way up onto the ship. This is how we have come to be sharing drinks together. Do you, did you like throw down a rope for me or do I just have to like fucking scuttle up the side of the no, ship? No, we, 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 we throw down a rope for you. I do want to note since you flagged us down in mid, like mid mission, uh, the ship is a little damaged. Like it's, it's probably obvious uh, that there was some sort of scuffle we'd been involved in. And uh, is this, at, is this uh, during the day or at nighttime? Ooh, I feel like at night you probably wouldn't see like a human-sized thing bobbing in the water, even if someone was yelling. Okay, cool. So it's probably during the day. Yeah. Um, unless he glows. Ooh. I was looking. I was thinking. I was like, what if he glows in the dark? That would be so cool. Bioluminescence. Fuck it. He glows in the dark. Bioluminescence. He fucking glows. Let's say that he glows through like the little freckles on his cheeks and his shoulders, and oh god. I'm gonna get called out for this. Whatever. Um, he sort of he he steps up onto the deck. He's wearing, I would say, what looks like a, a like a very fancy kind of like half skirt thing. He's bare from the waist up. His hair sort of hanging. It's damp, but it's not like dripping. Mm-hmm. It's like he's been like kind of dried off, but he's still like damp. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got that sort of like salt tossed hair. He he's. He still looks gorgeous, but he is a little bit moist. <laughs> he's a moist boy. <laughs> Put it that way. So, yeah, he's wearing some, like, very sort of sheer, flowy, like, half skirt, which is actually his tail, but, yeah. you know, it's, he's got legs right now. And he sits down uh, and says, well, you uh, really rolled out the red carpet for me, huh? What, um, is, is it always this um, messy? So I think, uh, yeah, since since it's uh, nighttime, Marlo doesn't have uh, his hood on, and uh, he just uh, kind of smiles a little, and he's just, uh, it's not always like this. I admit I wasn't expecting company just yet, so we uh, are a little ruffled. Hmm. So what do we notice about each other? What do I notice about you? Like I said, you definitely notice that the ship itself is in a little bit of disrepair at the moment. Marlo is dressed in his regular his regular outfit. And I think you you might notice that the crew also looks like there are some crew members with bandages and uh, like there's scorch marks on the deck. Hmm. Charming. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what do I notice about you? I know what you're what you're wearing. <laughs> um, so you notice that, that that I'm definitely not human. Like, you could probably tell that by the fact that I just flagged you guys down in the middle of the fucking ocean. Yeah. But, like, I, there's something just slightly off about Yorweth. Mm-hmm. You know, his ears are a little pointed. His eyes are a little too sharp. His teeth are a little too sharp. Um, yeah, his his skin glowing. is, like, a little bit... <laughs> he's also got, you know... He glows a little bit. His eyes are glowing. His cheeks have, like, glowing freckles on them. His shoulders have glowing freckles on them. He's definitely not human. Mm -hmm. And, you know, his skin is glistening in this sort of, like, vaguely unsettling way. 
but otherwise you notice that he looks very relaxed standing amongst pirates here and, you know, vaguely insulting their ship. <laughs> For uh, sharing a pint, you and your chosen partner play. We decided how we came to be sharing drinks and where we're drinking. Uh, we decided what we noticed about each other and what we've heard. The are you regulars here doesn't exactly apply just because this is, uh, well, I mean, I'm a regular on my ship. Yeah, it's your ship. <laughs> yeah, and uh, while pints are being shared, anyone may ask for details about the setting, occasion, and circumstances. Each player begins with two coins. Uh, we converse freely. Uh, if something comes up that is sensitive, such as intelligence, a secret, etc., we throw both coins. If both are tails, uh, we let slip this sensitive information. Uh, and at any point, someone may call for a pint. When this happens, uh, you gain a coin. Uh, should something sensitive come up again, you throw all your coins. If you receive two tails, you divulge it. Um, and we repeat this process uh, one to four more times. Uh, no more than five drinks total. You don't want anyone dying from alcohol poisoning. Uh, you may choose to cut yourself off at any time after the first drink. Uh, if you do not take a drink, you do not gain a coin. Uh, and you may, at your discretion, choose to let something slip, even if you don't receive two tails. So I think uh, Marlo is going to smile and uh, uh, kind of sheepishly and be like, well, I can certainly extend uh, what hospitality I have. I'm Marlo Grays. I'm the captain of this fine ship. Uh, her name's the Lucky Shot. We do still have uh, a barrel of ale, if you like, or... Um, you seem to be the refined sort. Uh, perhaps I could in interest you in uh, some finer rum. Ooh. I do so love the creativity of land dwellers. Yes, I would, I would be charmed. He sort of he holds his hand out to like shake, maybe? It's kind of limp. You're not really sure what he's doing mm -hmm. here, but he's, you know, he holds his hand out for you to take. Uh, Marlo takes it and um, is, uh, is you're with holding it out to shake or is he holding it out like he expects a kiss um honestly he doesn't really know what he's doing here he doesn't really interact with humans all that much but it looks more like holding it out for to be kissed rather than to shake okay so marlo marlo definitely just uh kind of like you know gently takes yorwith's hand and uh brushes his lips over yorwith's knuckles and uh did uh did Yorwith actually give his name? I meant to have him do that. I meant mm -hmm. to be like, oh, I'm I'm Yorwith. He he sort of looks a little he's like last names doesn't really a thing, so he's just sort of like, I'm Yorwith. And that's when he's like holding his hand out, like, hmm, yes, I would love that. Okay. Yeah, and uh Marlo uh straightens and it's just like, Well, it's a pleasure. I will have uh Hiromi get us uh provisions. And uh, so uh, Hiromi brings a, a like kind of fancy decanter uh, that is uh, full of rum. And uh, I think that's when we take our first drink. Shots, shots, shots. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so we both gain a coin. So now we have three coins? Yes. Okay. Hmm. Now I've now I've got to decide like how many mermaids has uh Marlo seen? That's a good question. Yeah, I mean he's been a pirate for a while, I think. Uh but it's 
that doesn't necessarily mean that he has had too much contact with mermaid kind. Yeah, I think I'll go with um, Marlo not having had too much contact before. And so uh, he says, it's a pleasure to see one of the fair dwellers of the sea. I admit... Uh, I was wondering how you were going to put that. <laughs> I, I admit that I am caught a little flat-footed, even beyond the state of my ship. But uh, it's... I feel like Yorwith just sort of, like, takes, like, a very dainty sip of his, uh, of his rum and goes, oh. <laughs> the problem with playing Marlowe is always that he's supposed to be charming and I am not naturally charming, so... Oh, uh, Dora! <laughs> well, I've... You're charming, you just need a couple seconds to think about how to be charming. Yeah. So, um... Yorwith is a piece of shit, but he's supposed to be, like, charming in a way that I can definitely play. Mm -hmm. But he's supposed to also be, like, a little sleepy. Yeah. Um, hmm. Uh, I think Marlo takes a sip of uh, his room as well. Um, actually, I do want to point out, we've probably retired to the captain's quarters. I figured, yeah. Yeah. Um, just uh, so we're not just, like, hanging out on the damaged deck doing shots. Yeah, no, I figured, I, I feel like I remember we say, saying something about, like, we moved somewhere else. I don't remember where. Yeah. Um, I couldn't remember if I'd said that either, so. Marlo says, mostly I've had dealings with other, how does he phrase this? Other denizens of the sea that uh, used to belong on land. I'm sure you catch my meaning. Do you live near here? Um, you could say that. He sort of swirls his glass and goes, I don't usually see many of, uh, any land dwellers around myself. Uh, this isn't necessarily a common trade route or pirating route. Sort of, like, looks Marlo up and down and is like, okay, I know what's up mm. here. I was, I was fascinated and curious to see that you, uh, coming past this spot and I just thought I had to say hello um, did come right above my home but there are many homes many places I call home hmm. okay I'm going to throw my coins because I don't think Marlo necessarily uh, wants to talk about where he's going and why so uh, mm -hmm. one is heads two is tails <laughs> Oh, I got, uh, I got two tails. Marlo kind of, like, finishes uh, this particular drink of rum and uh, lets out a breath and, and says, well, times are, uh, times are a little rough right now and I've had to go a bit further astray to find funding for taking care of my ship and my crew. Hmm. Yorvis just sort of sits and looks at Marlo for a second and he's like, well, sort of tilts his head and, his, and so I'm going to throw here to see if, like, does Yorvis know about some treasure that's around here that he doesn't want to tell anybody about? Mm hmm Hmm. I did not reveal it. He goes, that's very interesting. Um, I hope that you find what you're looking for. He doesn't say anything else. He just says, well, I hope that you, you know, hope that you find that. 
He's gonna down the essence, right? Well, I suspect... I suspect I'll have good luck. I... I have very good memory. Hmm. And, uh, he offers, uh, the decanter. Well, yours is not to be, um, not to be defeated, so he does take mm-hmm. it. It's like, alright, well, I guess we're doing this now. <laughs> um, that's... So we both, we both gain... Do, do we both get another one, or is it just Oh, me? no, I... <laughs> I'm a good host. I'm offering because I'm taking another one. So, and Marlo, hmm, Marlo decides decides to ask, "Have you seen anyone else going this way?" Have I? It's an interesting question. I want to say, Yor was just sort of. He sort of tilts his head and goes, "Not recently." Because I want to say that, like, you're coming into Yorwith's, like, territory right now, and so your little scuffle happened outside of it. Yeah, that was a, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, so Yorwith has not seen anybody recently. You know, he's, he's like, um, I would say several years back, somebody came by. I didn't make contact, so I, wouldn't, I don't quite know, but it looked uh, a fair bit better built than kind of vessel that you ne'er-do-well type folks tend to inhabit. Um, I'm sort of going on the on the assumption that it's like, oh, some sort of military vessel came by mm-hmm. maybe a year or two ago? But also, Yorwith is probably old as fuck. So, Marlo, out of character, Marlo is, like, immortal-ish, right? Um, ish? Like, I think... How old is he? Uh, he's, like, late 20s, early 30s. And uh, I don't think he's been cursed for more than, like, a year or two. Oh, okay. I was thinking that he was, like, a couple, like, when I say, like, late 20, when you were saying late 20s, early 30s, I was like, and how long has he been late 20, early 30s? <laughs> yeah. But it's like, no, he really Since is late 20s, early 30s. Yeah, have you, you know, how how many years have you been 19? Um, All right, Evergold. Yeah. Like, three yeah <laughs> i love like recently turned i i love the idea of just like recently turned immortal type characters it's like oh you're immortal that's so fascinating how long have, like how what have you seen like oh no i mean i got mm, mm, mm. yeah not very long yeah <laughs> haven't seen much so like this could have been like two years ago or this could have been like 20 years ago you're with really doesn't know mm-hmm no, that makes sense. Um, I think I think at the the kind of insult to his ship again, Marlow bristles a little and says, "There's no shame in living humbly, especially when others choose to flaunt their good luck in the faces of people who have nothing." My apologies. I did not intend offense. He sort of shifts and like seems to be like mm, maybe I, sh- I should leave. Maybe I've done a bad thing <laughs> here and I'm inside and cannot immediately access the water. Perhaps I have made a miscalculation. <laughs> yeah. So does that does that constitute like ending the scene? Perhaps, yeah. I mean he, he he's not like leaving yet but he's like ready to bounce. Yeah. Perhaps I should uh, leave you be at this point. Um, perhaps we shall meet again someday. Yes, we uh, we do have uh, business we need to attend to, but it was, as I said, a pleasure meeting you, and hopefully our paths do cross again. Hmm, quite. And now I, I feel like Yorwith holds his hand out, it like, like holds his hand up, because he's like, well, 
if Marlo did this, then I should do it too. So he's like holding his hand out for Marlo to hold <laughs> his hand out. Marlo does. And Yorwith gives it a little kiss and smiles very winningly. And then I would say like, let's say like they've been like walking up towards the deck and Yorwith just trots over to the side without breaking his step, dives into the water and is gone. Nice. Very good. Um, hey, Mab, you up for a chase? Uh, yes. So what if this is at a small, like, a port town? Not even, like, a full town. One of the small islands. And we've had to, like, stop for fresh water or something. Because uh, with the mine, I just got away. I like the thought that maybe uh, our ships are both now docked there. Or maybe on different parts of the island. And, um, yeah. That, that, that's the premise I've got. We're in the same place. Yes. Right now. Okay. So, um, the chase. You and your chosen partner play. Determine which of you is the quarry and which of you is the hunter. I would be the qu- uh, quarry, mm-hmm. I think, in this situation. Uh, what do you notice about each other? What have you heard? How did the hunter come to be chasing the quarry? Where is the chase taking place? We can talk this out. Are we doing it in our ships or on our feet? Well, that was the quick Because originally I thought, uh, well, we could do it in ships. But then I was like, we just, in the monologue, I established we just got away. But maybe this could be that. Uh, still ships again. Yeah, well, because uh, you had mentioned pulling into port, because my original thought was just this following from the monologue, and we managed to catch up to you because I have a bigger mm-hmm. ship. Yeah, no, that absolutely <laughs> tracks. Either works. I, I'm happy either way. Looking at uh, both both sets of challenges and admissions are fun. It is your scene. You can feel free to roll a die. Mm. Alternatively, we could start with one. And end with the other. Oh, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like, start on our ship and then... Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, We'll do that then. Uh, So what do we notice about each other? What have you heard? We know how the hunter came to be chasing the quarry. And the chase is getting towards the uh, archipelago. I think what you notice about um, the Osprey as you've gotten closer is how small a ship it is. Not a lot of crew. I don't know whether that raises questions for Ian yet, but I think that's what you notice, is this is not a warship uh, for taking big prizes or anything like that. Yeah. And I think easily one of the first things you notice is, of course, the colors that were flying. So it's not a rival pirate. It's, oh, shit. Oh, God. It's the Navy. What? And you're like, what did we do? And yeah. we're like, <laughs> we're going to get you for what you did. Uh-huh. I love it. So I think that's the, the quickest and easiest thing to notice mm-hmm. uh, about this. Suddenly, a very big ship bearing down on you. I like it. Yeah, because you said you have six, uh, how many crew? 16 Let, crew? No, no, like a, a schooner. Oh, you had like, like your eight, seven. Seven. Yeah, seven eight. It's a small crew. Yeah, and the Titan has, as I put in the chat, upwards of 30 people. A nice, big, imposing ship yeah. coming bearing down on you. All right. The quarry leads the chase. The quarry chooses a series of four challenges and admissions from the lists choose freely one choice must be your admission you will each gain coins during the chase that represent the distance or lack thereof between you okay so i'll go down to the ship challenges first i lead you through rocky waters follow me if you dare but throw on tails your you nearly founder on the rocks and i will gain a coin i will definitely follow i will not let some rocks stop me from my quarry ah oh, got a two i think definitely uh Ian commands the follow, and 
the rocks are, it's a, it's a little tighter than we expected. <laughs> we thought we could make it through and we can, but you do, you do gain some speed uh, as, mm-hmm. as we attempt to navigate through it uh, with our much larger ship. So you gain a coin. Yep. I'm going to do the admission with the ship and then I think we get to land. The waters are choppy here and I must navigate them carefully. Throw. On heads, you are more skilled in these waters than me. Gain two coins. Heads, Ooh. you gain two coins. Nice. Yeah, so I think it helps. The waters are choppy, but also you're just a little ship and it's going to mm. throw you around. And mm-hmm. so we're able to, to cut through it and we have the, the larger crew to navigate mm-hmm. uh, sails and um, and rowers. Mm-hmm. So we're able to to keep a steadier a steadier beat on you this time so the ship sort of pulls uh pulls in i'm gonna be hopping off the ship and what time of day do we think this is is this like evening is this like dusk or dawn or is this like middle of the day or is this like i was gonna say nighttime feels like that stuff in the ships would have been a lot more difficult (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it could be evening getting on nighttime and you're just kind of like i do not want to do this in my little ship i mean you could Mm -hmm. get lost easily in your ship and it would be harder for us to find you yeah but it's also would be easy for you to to pick a dark cove and then like just scamper off to safety yeah uh in the darkness than it would be for us to find you yeah i like that um so we may be able to just get around like a corner or something um and because our ship is so small maybe it's like a crowded little port and you can't and the with the flags down it's harder to see, okay, which ship is it? Yeah. Um, but you see somebody running. So. <laughs> I dive headfirst into a crowded street. Follow me if you want, but throw. On tails, the press of the crowd hampers you and I gain a coin. Um, so in the context, uh, Ian has always been able to do a little magic, little magic as a treat. And mm-hmm. so I think that helps him actually get to the shore without losing too much time because mm-hmm. he's going to have to take a rowboat to get there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a bit, but somehow I do manage to actually spot you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's, he's going to follow. Hell yeah. I'm going to chase after you. I, d- I got two again, so it doesn't work very well. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So we're at two coins each. A piece, yeah. Ooh, last one. Yeah. Which of these do I like? I mean, Morden is a dramatic bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Let me be very clear. Um, Look, I'm looking at I leap off a cliff, okay? It's there, (laughs) and it's very good. It is very good. That's one of my favorites. Okay, I think this is sort of winding around to one side of the island. And this is why Morden's taking this track, because Morden also has magic um, as a whole thing. So, yeah, I leap off a cliff and into the water below, despite the jagged rocks there. Follow me if you dare, but throw on the tails. You're injured by the dive and are at my mercy. I think when Ian catches up to you, he skids to a stop at the very edge of the cliff and just peers down but does not follow alright uh, after a series of four challenges and missions the game ends tally up your coins if the quarry has more coins than the hunter they're able to escape if the hunter has as many or more coins which is the case I get to choose one from the list below uh, I've gotten turned around and blunder into you I've managed to make it to a place of temporary safety a grotto estate without a remote cave uh, you've driven me into a dead end and cornered me 
your fellow subordinates have cut me off and they bring me in. I'm exhausted and you overtake me or you've proven yourself and I let you catch me. Yep, I, I'm going to be on my bullshit. Your subordinates manage to cut me off and they bring me in. Yeah, I think then after you dive off the cliff, I'm able to... Uh, I can, like, send a signal to the people still on the ship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the crew that came in with me on the rowboat are able to, to come around and mm -hmm. just pick you right out of the water and just go, ha ha, nice try, sucker, mm -hmm. <laughs> and pull you in. Dig it. So, um, I just want to establish the visual of Morden being brought uh, to, uh, I keep forgetting the name, but the Arcadian Titan, just like sopping wet. All the jewelry and everything still there, like hair plastered down, still smiling as he gets brought aboard. Just being like very polite to everybody. It's just like, hi, how's it going? <laughs> Lovely evening for it. And just seemingly unfazed by being currently a prisoner of the Navy. I realize that does kind of lock Morden and Ian into a thing, but like we could always do like flashbacks or whatever, I guess, or. Yeah. If we wanted to, just so we don't feel like we're stuck with pairs, because yeah. I know that can happen. So I think I've definitely pulled into port by now. Listen, would you like to be at the same port? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have to be. We have to be. We've got to be mm -hmm. entangled. Yeah. Um, and sorry, I hadn't read back all the way. You said that Morden and Marlo know each other, right? We did not, but... Okay. Uh, I'm. I, I saw the question and then I just kept scrolling and I didn't look at mm -hmm. the answer. <laughs> I I don't think we answered that, but I have an idea, Jade. If you're up for it, hit me. What if Morden and Marlo are exes? Yes. Good. What's that Perfect. tweet that was just Love going it. around? It's just like Galaxy Brain just making two characters exes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, yeah. So you recognize the Osprey absolutely as you pull in. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking I'm going to do a duel and here's my pitch. Like we're exes for ideological reasons because mm -hmm. you view piracy in a, in a little more self-serving way than Marlo does. Um, Fair. But that doesn't mean that Marlo doesn't care about Morden's well-being. So he get he pulls into port, he sees the Osprey and he hears about how, somebody from the Navy bagged a, uh, a pirate. <laughs> so I think I'm going to mount a rescue. And so I'm going uh. to challenge Captain Ian to a duel to <laughs> get Morden out of, uh, out of his brig. Amazing. And hot. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the thought of Marlo just like swaggering up to the Arcadian Titan be just like, sup. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna fight, fight now. <laughs> you have something I want. I think definitely the entire crew of the Titan just is just uh, so amused by this. <laughs> yeah. Marlo's Marlo's got one hand on his saber and is just like, let me speak to your captain. And um I think you're probably confronted by the uh what how fantasy are we going in this? Like, are we just doing humans and mermaids or what else? Well, Marlo is cursed to be an undead yes. during the day. And 
Morden is basically a sea witch. <laughs> so. I was just wondering, because like in my campaign, Grissa's half-orc and Arkulf is a halfling. So I just didn't... Oh, go for like, it. Yeah, I, hell I yeah. Have fantasy, fantasy ship. I'm going to make some notes on about Morden's crew. Please continue. All right. You come on and you're confronted by Arkulf, who is a halfling. And... It doesn't look that intimidating, but also looks like he would probably bash your kneecaps in. This is the only one out of all of the crew that does not look amused at this challenge. And then just kind of gives you a once-over and then jerks his head and leads you over to the brig, I guess, where Captain is attempting to interrogate Morden or just being like, listen. It's like it's kind of I think an awkward standoff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can just also imagine Morden just kind of like reclining and oh, grinning yeah. and not saying anything, uh-huh. and Ian standing there, arms crossed over his chest, and like looks impatient, but doesn't look like he's about to snap or anything like that. It's just kind of fed up, mm-hmm. and he turns around and gives you a look, Marlo. Uh, Marlo can't grin in the daylight like he just has his head pulled you know his hood pulled low over his head Uh, are are we in Uh, daylight i I thought you'd got to the this could be nighttime Mm. oh yeah so you were you were in dusk so i think yeah yeah i still think i still want marlo to be kind of kind of undead looking in this scene like maybe it's it's got to be like full night before marlo looks anything resembling himself uh, mm-hmm. So he's just got his hood pulled low, and uh, he just says very calmly, "You have something I want, and I'm here to take it back." Morden full on smirks, but says nothing. <laughs> Unlike you, good sir pirate, we do not take that which does not belong to us. What here would you claim is yours? Marlowe just kind of like nods in Morden's direction. And uh, says, you've taken his freedom and it does not belong to you. If you want to say you don't take things that aren't yours, then you need to prove yourself with your blade to me. Or I'll run you through and take him back. And I think at this, Arkulf just kind of snorts. Shit. (laughs) But Ian just kind of like waves him off and just says... If you wish to defend the honor of a fellow pirate, then so be it. But know that he is arrested on behalf of whatever we're called. I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. The Precise Armada. Thank you. He's been arrested on behalf of the Precise Armada for destroying one of the ships. I'm sorry, what now? Marlo kind of snorts and is just like, he has no honor. But that doesn't change what I've said. Rude. I'm sorry, Jade. <laughs> no, it's good. It's great. That was an in-character rude. <laughs> as much as anything. Yeah, it's pretty good. Ian just kind of goes, then by all means, after you. Like, gesturing back up towards the deck. Okay. Uh, so, setting up, only you and your chosen partner play. I think, I feel like we've kind of addressed, like, what we've noticed and what we've heard. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, we de- we've determined where we are and what provoked the duel. Um, and anyone may ask for details about the circumstances and location. And we take turns asking leading questions. The better with the blade goes first. I'm assuming that you've kind of like seated first to Marlo since you said after you. Yes. 
yeah, he's like, he is a proper gentleman who knows the terms of a duel. And it's like, well, you may go first. Fair. Important question. Mm-hmm. Can Morden convince anybody to let him watch this because he is up for grabs based <laughs> on the outcome? Oh, you can't convince Arkulf, but I'm trying to... I think if any of the other crewmates are down there, you could convince one of them. So I think, like, Arkulf will go up because he has to, like, referee, mm-hmm. quote-unquote. Like, he can't be a second because Marlo sure. doesn't have a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like, he's like he's ostensibly the captain's second. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if any of the other crew are down there, you can easily convince them to, to take you up. And I think at that point, if they do, you do mm-hmm. get a glare from Arkulf. But oh yes, so I am sat like on a barrel Mm -hmm. in irons, just looking like it's Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, you are the cat that got the canary, and you're just kind of like, ooh, (laughs) they're fighting over me. (laughs) Pretty much. Let's see. This is always my favorite to start with. Uh, We circle each other like predators, our weapons drawn. What do you say to me? So, sir pirate. What is he to you? I do not think he's a member of your crew. I will tell you what he's not. He's not a cog in your cursive machine. Sharp words to say, but I do not think that they're true. The sun doesn't have to have you believe in it to rise in the, in the east. Whether you believe me or not doesn't change the truth of it. Okay. I'll ask my leading question then. Yep. I feign dropping my guard for just a moment. Do I draw you out, or are you too wily to fall for the ruse? Hmm. I think it's fun if uh, if you draw me out, because I'm underestimating you, and uh, my quasi-undead state makes me a little bolder than I might have been if I weren't cursed. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think uh, I think I take the bait and lunge forward and I think you're able to no it's too early for that I think you're able to to get a cut on my arm but you notice that it's not bleeding I just probably think it's too shallow I think this leads into uh we've locked blades neither of us willing to give ground we are at a deadlock unless you pull a dirty trick do you I do not. I am a gentleman and a dueler of honor. Cool. Your question. The pain of an old injury hampers me. Do you capitalize on the weakness or do you stay your hand? I think... Oh. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was trying to decide where the injury is and I think it's probably in the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does kind of like... It, it is kind of noticeable it's on his sword arm that it does look a little bit of uh like a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. i don't think i do because marlo does have uh his own like code of honor so i don't think he would do that i do think um that i lash out more quickly than you expect uh, are you startled enough to let my blade graze you, or are you canny enough to move just in time? I think, especially if that is kind of a, 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 an easy way for you to to capitalize on the the side of the injury without being too cruel about it. Mm-hmm. I think Ian is able to to get a defense up, but the blade still does graze just on the outside of his arm, so not. 
not too bad. He's not startled by it, but he was a little too slow on the uptake. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think in this case, then, my blade nearly finds its mark. Does the close call exhilarate or chill you? Mm, I think it's not that it exhilarates me. It's just, it's really clear that this doesn't have an effect on Marlo. Mm-hmm. Like, it's clear that he's he's kind of indifferent to it. And I think now is a good time for like maybe maybe the the blade comes close to uh his throat and somehow like slices through his hood mm-hmm. to reveal uh his you know basically bare skull mm-hmm. um and no i don't want to do that like i put this in the game but i don't want to do that marlo wouldn't do that <laughs> um i mean if you're looking at the finishers, yeah, um, yeah, I think you would be able to to definitely catch him off guard with that. So you'd be able to um, disarm him. Yeah, no, it's just um, the 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 pirate the, the only. Image, yeah, yeah, the, the image of that, like with with the reveal going on, and then he just like pulls out a pistol would be really good. But also, yeah, <laughs> just like. Whoa! What? Yeah, because there's uh, <laughs> there's a pirate only finisher for uh, the audience at home uh, that I draw my head and hold out pistol. If you do not yield, I will surely shoot you where you stand. Um, but that's not how Marlo do. So I think I managed to disarm you. Do you go for your lost blade or do you yield? I think he yields then in that case, and is definitely caught off guard and a little too startled to actually respond like after a pause just kind of like lifts both hands in a gesture and just says well the duel is yours and uh marlo nods and says well i suppose you have far more honor than your peers i appreciate doing business with you and uh he uses his saber to like cut Morden's bonds. I don't think he extends a hand to help Morden up or anything, but mm-hmm. he does gesture for Morden to come uh with him. But I do have a question for you, Jade. Mm-hmm. Has Morden seen him since he got cursed? That was what I was gonna ask you was how long has Marlo been cursed? I think Marlo's been cursed for um, probably two to three years, but it really okay. just depends on how long uh, it's been since, uh, mm-hmm. how long you think it's been since Morden's seen Marlo. Like, like I think it's entirely possible for him to like recognize Marlo's voice. Yeah. I okay. I like the thought. Given what Mar- uh, Morden's whole shtick is, I like the thought that he hasn't seen Marlo since the curse, or has only seen him at night, mm-hmm. like hasn't seen this. And he looked a little caught off guard, but not to the extreme that Ian was, because Morden understands curses and stuff. And so when you come over and like undo the, cut through the bonds, Morden sort of gives you a look, head sort of tilts the side a little bit. He's like, it's good to see you, Marlo. We should uh, talk. And turns to Ian and does like a really theatrical bow, just like, 
always a pleasure to be at the hospitality of the precise armada, Captain. I think Ian just gives a smirk and nods his head as well. And uh, this isn't over yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Morden definitely uh, blows a kiss to the person that brought him up mm-hmm. from the brig to watch the fight. Um, it does a little bit of a, a wave, uh, another little bow, and then just like, we really should probably leave, though. I don't think they're going to put up with much more of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they could put up with much more of my sass. Mm-hmm. I was going to say bullshit, but yes. <laughs> you, you know. Six <laughs> yeah. of one, half Six dozen of, yeah. of the other. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea of Yorwith having been watching this whole thing somehow. Like, just like arms mm. up on the deck, like yes. arms folded, just watching, mm-hmm. but pops back into the water as soon as like somebody turns their glance that way. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Because that's the whole point with the factions as well. Like, everything's meant to be entangled. You can be overheard. So I love the visual of you with just like, ooh, drama. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Drama fight, 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 in fight, fight, my fight. ocean? More likely than pink. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Very good. It's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!